I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today we have Hillary Bennett, a mindset and accountability coach for mompreneurs as our guest. She lives in Vancouver, Washington with her two adorable but crazy children. She has a three-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter and is married to her high school sweetheart. She has a passion to empower moms to share their gifts with the world through entrepreneurship and helps them live their purpose every day. She also helps mompreneurs grow their business without growing their to-do list. Hillary has over 10 years experience working at a Fortune 50 company. She has an MBA with an emphasis in emotional intelligence and is whole person certified. She is also an ICF accredited coach. She combines her business know-how, coaching credentials, and get-it-done attitude with mompreneurs to achieve time and financial freedom that they desire. You can find Hillary on social networks or at www.hillarybennett.com, or you can shoot her an email with hillary at hillarybennett.com. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. And today I have a special guest on today, Miss Hillary Bennett. Welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for being here. And for those of you who do not know Hillary, she is with the Motivated Mompreneur and she's an accountability and mindset coach. So where are you out of Hillary? Where do you live? So I am in Vancouver, Washington. It is a little suburb of Portland, Oregon. So a border town just across the river from Portland, Oregon. So fun. I hear it's beautiful up there. I have not been there. It really is. I've lived lots of places, uh, East coast, Midwest, West coast. And this is by far my favorite place I've ever been. Well, I want to come visit one day. So definitely, that would be so fun. (laughs) And then you can come down to Austin. We can have some fun. So why don't we start our conversation with an icebreaker question, which is, what's your favorite cookie? Okay, so I think I'm going to cheat on this one because I don't know that I could possibly ever pick a favorite cookie. I want them all. Um, Could I instead share a favorite cookie memory? Absolutely. Cause I'm right there with you on cookies. <laughs> so my grandma, she lived in Wichita, Kansas, and I never lived in Kansas. I would go to visit her several times a year, maybe four times a year or so. And every time I would come, there would always be a fresh batch of homemade chocolate chip cookies in her cookie jar. And this cookie jar was like an old ceramic, dark brown glazed clunky jar. And, um, I chocolate chip cookies, to be honest, aren't even my favorite if I were actually to rank them, but just the fact that she did that for me every single time until she passed, there were always cookies in that cookie jar for me. Um, and I would sneak into the kitchen and so carefully lift that lid to sneak a cookie in the middle of the night, (laughs) almost 
all the time. And then just so quietly put the lid down, you know, it was ceramic. So the thing makes noise. And then of course, in retrospect, I'm thinking she wouldn't have been able to hear me. She was old and hard of hearing, but I just knew I was doing something I shouldn't have. <laughs> and so I was sneaky, sneaky. Um, but we still have that cookie jar and Anytime I think of cookies, that's what I think of. And she just loved on us so well. And it's the most precious memory. Oh, I love that so much. And I'm like, you would, you do exactly probably what your kids do now, right? Because <laughs> they think like, how did you know that I'm sneaking? Or how did you know that there's a cookie missing? And I'm sure she knew and just pretended that she did. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, bless her sweetheart. Oh, I'm sure she knew. How do you know? Well, because when I was your age, I snuck cookies too. <laughs> I know. Do you get that question from your kids? Like, how did you know that? Or they look at you like you have a superpower? Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> and how old are your kids? How many do you have? I have two kiddos. I have a five-year-old girl and I have a three-year-old boy. Just like me. Woo. <laughs> it's challenging, but fun. It is fun. I mean, they're super cute, but I say that God made them cute for a reason because some days if they weren't, they'd be out on the corner with a sign that said free. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That's so great. I'm going to have to remember that. I'm going to have to take that one down. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's let, uh, our listeners kind of get to know you a little bit better and kind of, you know, what you do. So what is one thing you wish that you had known when you began your career? Sure. So I sort of have um, two careers. My first being in corporate America and my career 2.0, which is what I'm doing right now. And that is coaching. And I think that what I wish I would have known when I transitioned to being a coach and to working for myself is that playing small, it's not like you just won't be as successful. If you play small as a mompreneur, you won't be successful, period. Um, and that's something that's really different from like corporate America. You can still get a positive performance review while playing small, but you can't do that when you're running your own business. So that, that's definitely something I wish I would have known earlier on and that consistency is critical. So if you decide that you're going to do something, you better do it consistently on repeat. Otherwise it's just a waste of time. Oh yes. I mean, you really do have to kind of also like set your mind to it to know, and it takes discipline to learn how to be consistent mm -hmm. because it can be like squirrel, and you just like, what was I doing? <laughs> and then you feel like at the end of the day, like you've done nothing when you have not stopped though. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that honestly is one of the things that I struggled most with when I was first going out into business on my own. And it's what I see my clients struggle with too, at the beginning of their journeys. And so one thing that I do really work with my moms on is how can we make sure that we're really clear on what the destination is? Are you clear on your dreams? Are you clear on the goals that are going to make those dreams come true? 
usually I'd say nine times out of 10, there's some work to be done there, making sure that clarity is there because um, we don't take the time to really sit down and think, is this result the one that I'm after? Is it going to give me the feeling that I'm searching for? And then once you get that nailed down, stop doing all the things and start doing the right things because we get told by so many different experts that we need to do so many different things. And honestly, if we were to try to do them all, we would be burned out and not, not making any real progress to our goals. We would just be making teensy tiny progress in all of these different areas. And so to be able to say, I'm going to focus on this small amount of highly impactful tasks, that's when you can kind of get away from that shiny object syndrome and that squirrel mentality and really start to make progress to your goals. So I know, at least for me and the groups of mompreneurs that I'm in, a lot of questions come up about where do I start or how do I determine what's the most important and kind of like take like priorities, like what really does matter because mm -hmm. what might matter to her is really not important when it comes to business. Yeah. And I think also what might matter to one mompreneur doesn't matter to the other, even if they're in the same, you know, area, if they're doing the same type of thing, they still might have different values. Um, and so that's where I am always going to go back to the beginning and say, are you clear on what your core values are? Are you clear on what your goals are and what you're working towards? Because if you are not, it is impossible to determine what the most important task is. It just is impossible. So if you're sitting there saying, I want to grow a six to a six-figure business, and I think that I want to do that as, um, you know, maybe a VA, maybe an online business manager, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's just not clear enough. There are way too many options to be able to get to that end result with that amount of structure um, that you will be in that place where you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what the most important task is. So really getting clear on what the goal is, that that's going to be fulfilling you kind of mind, heart, and soul. Um, and then what do you need? And a lot of times at the beginning of business, people need revenue. And so the most important task needs to be the ones that are actually revenue generating. And that is huge because let me tell you what, nine times out of 10, making sure your website is perfect is not revenue generating. Nine times out of 10, being your headshots done is not revenue generating. But these are some of the things that we have like the first on our to-do lists when we go out to start a business. Um, Do you think it's so because it's the easiest? Is, Do you think it's like they, sorry, so they... Do you think that's because it's the easiest things to do because they're kind of surface and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I see pictures for a website. Oh, I see, you know, those types of things that seem easy and accessible. So it might make them feel like they're making progress on their business when really, yes, it's nice. It's pretty. But is it necessary? No. At the beginning. Exactly. I totally think it's that. And I think it's this um, fear of truly putting yourself out there. So if you work for months and months on perfecting your website, you're not actually marketing it to anyone. So no one's looking at your website, but you're still busy and you're still productive. Right? Right. I mean, you can have this gorgeous, wonderful website, put all the money into it. But then if you don't, what it means out there. 
right. Like, what is it there for? <laughs> you have to have some reason for people to go, not just come check out my pretty website and give me all your money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what would you, cause moms want to know what maybe is some of the resources that maybe have helped you along the way to kind of get to where you are because you have a successful coaching business. You have so many things to teach, which I love and I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> and I guess, but like the best resources that you've been able to kind of grab from, or maybe coaches that you've learned from and what you've been able to kind of um, put forth in your efforts in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's three different areas that really made a huge difference. One was the human support. And I think honestly, that was probably the most important. My husband, I am so lucky. He is the most incredible partner. He's been so supportive from day one um, in really taking this risk because he's a middle school teacher. And so having worked in corporate America for 10 years, I you know, was the primary earner of the family. And so, so for me, your lucrative job to do something that we don't know what's on the other side of, that in and of itself took so much faith in me and so much support. But at every turn along the way, he's been there saying, honey, you can do this. I know that it's gonna happen for you. In those moments of doubt, in those moments when I was gonna give up, and there was one specific moment where I was millimeters away from giving up. And he, no, we double down. I can't say enough how important it is to have someone in your life. I mean, if you're lucky enough for that to be your partner like I am, oh my gosh, such a gift. But to have someone in your life that is going to be able to encourage you and support you. I also found that in a relationship with some women that I met through my coaching certification program, we did this really intensive certification program that was 12 months long. And so I really got to know these women and they, you know, they were walking the same journey along with me and that support system, I don't think I would have been here without. So if you are at any point in your mompreneur journey and you feel alone and isolated, you need to get your people on board. And it might not actually be the people that have always been quote unquote, your people, because the entrepreneurial journey is one that really transforms you. And people might look at you and be like, wow, she's really changed. I don't even know who she is anymore. Um, and so that's a tough, that's a tough spot to be in, but I think you really do need that human support. The more like business logistical stuff that really helped me in terms of resources as soon as I was able to figure out, this is going to sound so silly. The biggest thing initially was to purchase a monthly scheduling tool. So I use Acuity. There's lots, you know, there's Calendly. There's lots of things. But just the amount of time I saved from going back and forth with people like, oh, can we meet at this time on this day? No, I'm busy. Blah, 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 blah. On mm. and on. All I have to do now is send them that link. And it's not expensive. So it's a really low cost thing. And so as you start to find those pain points and what you're doing, like I cannot believe I'm wasting 15 emails or 15 texts back and forth to schedule a 30 minute meeting. That's not even going to end up giving me money. Maybe it's just like a networking coffee chat. 
I right? totally agree. Like, I mean, stop. I have acuity as well stop. and it's lifesaver, yeah. right? Cause it links everything. Yes. And so you make, it's, it's all about working smarter and not harder. And that's how like my mantra, like trying to get mm-hmm. things done the most efficient way without spinning your wheels and then you getting frustrated and then it kind of like spoiling your day or spoiling your mood. And oh, yeah. so a little bit, I think investing a little bit into something that might make your life easier and take that load off would, it, it's such, it just pays for itself just in peace. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that there are a few select things like that, that you should start paying for like at the very beginning. And a calendar scheduling tool is one of those things. And there's a couple of others, but um, I think that too, you just kind of have to look at where are those pain points that I can at a low cost delegate out. Um, and when you have those answers, then, oh my gosh, it truly, it truly makes such a difference. Um, and then the third piece for me is having a coach. So I have always relied on peer coaches that I had gone through that program to, to work with me from a coaching perspective. Cause I think every good coach needs a coach. So ladies, listen up. If you are out there contemplating getting a coach and you're interviewing them, ask them who their coach is. And if they don't have an answer for you, that is a huge red flag that they're not a good coach. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) As coaches, we need to have that same level of support to be able to grow and to be able to show up fully resourced for our clients. Um, I recently hired a, a coach that has really shifted things and it's been a whole different ball game. So before I was trading hours. So I would coach them, they would coach me and it was great. And it was free other than time, which for, I mean, for us moms, like time is everything, but Mm -hmm. it was free. Now I'm paying someone a lot of money. And honestly, it makes such a big difference. Just having a little bit more skin in the game. Sure. They're invested and they are more invested now back in me. And so she is it's just a whole different level. So if you're sitting out there contemplating getting a coach, that is something that I would recommend also doing early on. Getting a coach is not one of those things where it's like, well, once I start making $10,000 a month, that's when I'm going to need a coach. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. If you're contemplating that you need a coach now, that means you needed a coach last week. (laughs) Yes. And I think too, it's okay to to not jump around with coaches, but if you've been with a coach for a long time and you've learned and it's starting to feel like you don't need them anymore, then that might be not maybe a time for you to go out and not do it by yourself, but that might be another sign to maybe find someone else that can teach you something else so you can apply what you've learned. Because I feel like every coach has their own lane. So like I have a coach and uh, they help me with video and media and all the things. And then I have another coach that helps me with like web stuff and like the, the hard tech stuff because I don't even want to pretend to know about those things. But it's okay to ask for help, but know when it's time to either seek others and you're never not learning is I guess the biggest thing because – Everyone has a coach. I'm sure like all the big ones, like all these influencers, I'm sure they have someone that they have a mentor because you're always able to learn from someone else. Like you should never stop learning. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. I am 
100% in agreement that honestly, coaching is typically a temporary relationship. And maybe that means it's six months, one year, 18 months, that's fine. But at some point, um, there will be, you know, that kind of tipping point where you're going to be learning and growing less and less because it's such a comfort zone for you. And so if you really are reaching for the stars, it is important to reassess like, okay, when is it time for me to maybe take a break? Cause that's definitely it too. I think that, you know, when we look at coaching and I'm an international coach federation certified coach, um, the ICF is a governing body for coaches. Cause right now there's no kind of, uh, licensing or governing around coaching and coaching can really, if you have a bad coach, it can really mess you up. And so I, knowing that it was important for me to get certified, I wanted to be able to use my God given gifts of listening and empathy and connection and strategy. I had those naturally. I wanted to pair that with tools that were proven and, um, theories that were proven to help people grow into the people they wanted to be, achieve their dreams faster than they thought possible, all of those amazing things that coaching can give you. I really wanted to make sure that I was doing everything I could to be the best coach I can be. Now, to me, that meant getting certified. I have definitely come in to contact with coaches that were not certified. Um, so I'm not saying that all coaches need to be, but for me, that was really important. And, you know, kind of going back to that lifelong learning idea, that was something that I needed to do. And part of the mentality behind true coaching is that the person has the answers within themselves and they have all of the strength and all of um, the information that they need already, it's about uncovering that and getting out of their own way. And the coach is the one asking really good questions, sometimes providing reflection and observation and ideas to help that person realize all of the power that they already have in themselves, all of the knowledge that they already have available to them. So I do think that there's definitely times where if you are a person who's seen the benefit of a coach and you like to have a coach all the time, taking a little break in between coaches to be able to reconnect on your own with that inner power and that inner voice is also a great idea. So not only like switching up coaches when the relationship starts to go a little bit stale or you're not really getting pushed out of your comfort zone, but then also making sure that you're not losing sight of your own voice and your own power because some coaches are, are loud and exciting and you can definitely lose yourself a little bit in that relationship if you're not careful. I totally agree. And you have to find the right person for you because maybe it's not a good fit or there's personalities that, and I feel like before most people jump in, they feel them out. They cyber stalk, they kind of figure out like who their tribe is before they kind of just to make sure everything is like in line. But then if you're with a coach and you're getting a little burnt, I mean, the natural progression would be to be growing your business and to be, you know, constantly moving forward. And if you're with that coach who's in a spe like maybe a niche, as you know, we're all told that when we're starting a business, like niche, 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 like niche out who it is, you want to stay in your lane and you're going to start needing more from a coach that, that you're maybe current one can't help you because you've grown now to the point where it's out of that realm and you need to go move forward. So I guess the next 
question I'm sure that I would like to know, and I'm sure listeners would, is when you're searching for a coach and you feel like you found them, how can you detect a bad coach? Like what things maybe should we be looking for? Because it's kind of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like if their website wasn't up and running and pretty because they were focusing on their business side of it, but you can also have the other person that's putting, you know, the wavy kind of like watch the hand and have a really nice website and look really, really great and polished, but they don't have any, like they don't, it's not a bad, they're a bad choice or they're not skilled. How do we Mm -hmm. know? So I feel like I'm going to be a little redundant here, but the first thing you need to do is reflect within and understand what is it that you need from a coach? What are you actually looking for? Um, And sometimes we just say, oh, I need a coach and everybody and their mom calls themselves a coach. And so that doesn't really narrow the field down very much. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So there's a really big difference between like a coach and an expert slash mentor. And usually those expert slash mentors are calling themselves a coach. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I really need help, you know, Heather, like you were saying with the tech side of my business. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire another company to help me with that. So if, you know, Heather, in your example, you wanted to go out and hire someone to help you with the tech side, that's really more of an expert probably than a coach. Unless what you're looking for is someone to help you understand how getting more involved with the tech side or learning more about the tech side is going to make you come alive and make you a better mom, business owner, wife, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to kind of wade through who's actually a coach versus an expert and am I looking for an expert or am I looking for a coach? So let's assume you're actually looking for a coach. And when you're looking for a coach, you're thinking to yourself, I'm feeling a little bit stuck. I'm feeling a little bit frustrated. I know that I'm getting in my own way and I'm sabotaging myself. Um, There's mindset blocks at play here. I don't have clarity on where I want to go or what I want to do. And I'm yearning for that fulfillment. I'm Mm -hmm. yearning for some sort of emotion, some sort of feeling that I'm not finding right now. That's when you want a true coach and not an expert because no amount of figuring out your tech and no amount of social media marketing and no amount of email marketing is going to help you get to that inner piece of knowing who you are and where you want to go. So then within coaching, there's so many niches and that, and you've said that already, but um, if you are looking for a coach, some of the things that I always look for again is does that coach have a coach? And then any other questions that you might ask someone who you would be hiring, you know, do you have any references? How long have you been doing this? Um, And if they offer any kind of free consultation, take them up on it if you're serious about looking into working with them because chemistry and connection is so critical because you wanna be able to open up to this person. So if you're feeling intimidated by them, if you don't feel safe with them, you know, those are kind of non-tangible things that are so important in a coaching relationship. So find a way to get on the phone or on a Zoom with them and test out that chemistry, that coaching chemistry. And 
you know, sometimes you'll probably get that person who's just really, really good at sales, but hopefully mm-hmm. by the time you get to that one-on-one conversation, you've seen like, is this website super slick and this marketing super slick, or is there really content backing this up? Are they writing about and talking about consistently the issues that I'm having trouble with? And then if that chemistry is there, um, that's kind of how I go off of it. But I've seen coaches that are fabulous that have just gotten started, right? So just because someone says they've been coaching for 20 years doesn't mean that they're a great coach for you. Um, so you kind of have to look at the big picture, but I think that the best thing to do is actually knowing what you need and what you want to begin with. And also I think listening to that inner voice and that gut feeling, cause we're moms like that, that instinct is real and you don't probably go against it right when it's with your children. And so you need to also advocate for yourself and for like the feeling that you get. And if you are feeling like you're off or it's just not a great fit, it's not going to hurt it, their feelings. It's business. And if it's not a good fit, at least you got to kind of test drive it because you're not going to buy a car without test driving mm-hmm. it. Just like you should probably not hire a coach that's going to possibly affect the trajectory of your business without having a little bit of a tester. Um, so I guess my last question would be, where can our listeners find you And if they want to speak to you more about your coaching, can you tell them a little bit more about that? Sure. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So you can find me at Coach Hillary. And you can also come over to my website, which is www.hillarybennett.com and hang out there. But I'm definitely most active on Instagram. So come on over give me a follow, send me a message, whatever, and we'll, we'll get to know each other. Um, so the coaching that I offer is, uh, mainly one-on-one coaching and I do that through my motivated mompreneur program. And I work with mompreneurs that are wanting to grow and build a sustainable heart-centered business. And they are needing some help in doing that. Um, And so I'm sure you won't be surprised with all of my clients. I start with mindset and we make sure that she is aligned from the inside out, that she understands what her dreams are so that we can really identify those goals clearly that we're working towards. Um, And once we've done that and also addressed any kind of mindset blocks that she's aware kind of creep up frequently, we dive into what I call accountability coaching. And that is... I kind of hesitate to say my favorite part because I love both, (laughs) but this is where we get to take the action and where things start happening. And I just love that. And so that's where we start saying, okay, here are your goals for the next 90 days. What are the next three most important steps we need to take? And that's when we start having that business strategy conversation combined with what is your gut telling you? What feels right for you? What have I learned that I can share with you? And we have this beautiful conversation and we leave those sessions and you know exactly the next actions that you're going to take. And you know that those are going to be directly impacting your progress towards your goal. And then as an accountability coach, I am that girlfriend you take to the gym. Like I am showing up for you in between our sessions, checking in like, Hey, Heather, I know you're working towards this goal this week, wanting to check in and see how things are going. Most of the time, because 
my clients expect that check-in, things are going well. However, in the instance in which things have kind of gotten off track, that's when I can lovingly give someone a kick in the behind and say, okay, girl, like it is time to get real. Do you really want this? Or if it's something that was kind of out of her control, um, a little pep talk. Okay, things happen. Let's get back on track. What is our recovery plan or how are we going to adjust now and being able to have that conversation? And what it offers is not just accountability and not just that conversation to know exactly what you need to do. But more than that, all of a sudden, as a solo mompreneur, you have a partner. You have someone to lean on someone who's there walking with you. And for me, mompreneurship can be so isolating Mm. that having that additional set of eyes on my work, having that support and encouragement that's, you know, outside of my husband, like someone who actually knows what it's like kind of going through um, the day to day. Oh my gosh, worth its weight in gold. And so it's not just the clarity of the actions, but it's having, it's having that person walking alongside of you and supporting you along the way. And so that's what I offer my clients. We work together over the course of three months to begin with. And then they have the opportunity to extend that if they want to continue achieving more and more. And let me tell you guys, she is a rock star. I did a freedom freedom session mm-hmm. with you. And the things that Hillary can pull out of you in just that short amount of time. And like I said, I also have coaches and have been trying to, you know, learn all the things, but she still was able to just like bring clarity to something. And I was like, oh, like I knew that that was something I needed to do. It was more kind of like a reassurance, but, and almost like permission, if you're not able to give yourself permission to do it like Hillary tells you it's okay and it's all okay. And it's just so freeing and you got, you just clear up so much and it's just the way that you do it is just very, very, just very (laughs) mom-like. Oh, thank you, Heather. I really appreciate that. But you know what? We all need that as mompreneurs. Like it's something that each and every one of us need myself included. And that's why I have my own coach. Absolutely. And I feel like it's just super important to kind of have that unbiased view that's not going to just tell you what you want to hear because you know I'm sure you've got everyone's got that person where you go to and you're just trying to get affirmation and confirmation but it's probably not what you need and you know you need someone that's going to kind of keep you there and focused so yep totally and that's I mean (laughs) not my favorite part of coaching for sure, but telling someone the truth and telling it like it is, that is an important person to have. And it is one of the most important things I do is when we have to have that honest to gosh, truth conversation, because if not, um, you're not going to achieve your goals. So, and that's not what we're about. We want to make dreams come true because, my, my passion, my purpose in life is to help moms share their gifts with the world through entrepreneurship. And if I'm going to actually do that, that means we got to speak the truth. That's right. Amen to that sister. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for talking with me and all of the listeners today. And I hope you come back. 
And I would love to talk let's have some- a part two. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Cause this is so fun. And like I said, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> oh, thanks. The feeling is mutual. Thank you you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Hillary. And thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you next week on another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of chaos and cookies.